The tour content from now through Lagwa Omer has been generously sponsored by Malki M. Thank you, Malki. June is less than a month away, which means that I'll soon be transitioning into summer writing mode with more Substack articles and fewer recorded shiurim. The bulk of these articles will remain free. However, if you would like to support my Torah and gain access to additional spicy written content, consider becoming a paid subscriber by going to rabbishneweis.substack.com and signing up today. Hello, I am Rabbi Matt Schneeweis, and this is the Stoic Jew Podcast, where we explore the relationship between Judaism and Stoicism. This is the episode that I've been putting off recording all summer, pretty much all summer, uh, at least since July 12th. The occasion that I was saving this episode for, well, really it's two occasions in one. One occasion, uh, which occurred on July 12th, was two years of my gratitude journal, which I will talk about momentarily. The other occasion is that I noticed that uh, this is the 300th episode published episode of the Soju podcast. Technically, it's the 301st because there was one episode that I only released privately. Uh, Offer still stands uh, if you want me to send you that one. Uh, But I felt like I needed to do something special for the 300th episode. And like my podcaster's block has been doing for the last uh, months, uh, I built it up in my head and pushed it off and pushed it off and uh, decided not to do it and then decided to do it. And then uh, that just resulted in a prolonged uh, delay. So I exiled myself from my mom's apartment until uh, this afternoon, until I recorded the episode. So that's what I'm doing right now. And in fact, I think I'm going to record several episodes to just get a bunch of them out of the way right now. Um, And uh, yeah, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that later. So let's just start. Uh, I intended for this to be recorded in one shot. Uh, I messed up the first time. Uh, then the second time I encountered someone, which, uh, this is going to sound really weird, was giving off uh, psychotic vibes. Uh, and I had to jump ship uh, and uh, change uh, the venue. That's why I'm in this very noisy place now. I hope it's not too noisy to listen to. Uh, and now this is the third attempt. So um, let me start with the gratitude journal and uh, and we'll move from there and see how long we want to make this episode. As I usually do, I record an episode whenever I reach a milestone in the gratitude journal uh, experiment. It's no longer an experiment. This is now the longest running mindfulness uh, practice that I've been doing. Uh, and I've now been doing it for two plus years. Uh, <clears throat> let me recap what the uh, what the practice is. Uh, this was suggested by my friend and Khabrusa Levy, and he got it from Tar Brach. Every day... Each of us, Levy and I, write each other an email. The email has five items. Three of the items are three things that we're grateful for, uh, followed by the fourth item, which is one moment of savoring, uh, which is a moment in which we consciously uh, allowed ourselves to experience something and feel it, usually pleasurable, but not necessarily limited to that. And then the fifth item is an act of chesed or tzedakah that we did that day. And uh, I've been doing this consistently uh, for two years now. Uh, I guess, what am I on now? More than two years. So this is like day two, 758, 59. I'm not exactly sure. I have to check. And as I usually do, I, I usually uh, say in the episode what I've noticed has changed over the since the last milestone. And I'd say what has changed, I think, as a result of this practice is I think that my my... I find myself with a more organic and nuanced feeling of gratitude that comes without me summoning it. So I'll give you an example. Uh, last Thursday night, this past Thursday night, 
I, um, I started feeling sick. And uh, most likely I got this when I went to Portland uh, last week. Uh, in fact, I think I know the exact person I got it from. Uh, I heard this Australian girl, a teenage girl who was sitting near me uh, coughing a lot. Uh, and I think I got it from her. And Thursday night, suddenly I started to feel sick. And then Friday I woke up feeling definitely sick. So I, I um, that day on Friday, I'm not sure what time of day, I sat down to write my gratitude journal. And I immediately, without even trying to think what I'm grateful for, immediately wrote uh, three things. One is that I'm grateful to Hashem that this is the first time that I've gotten seriously sick since December 2021. Um, I'm pretty sure that's, that's the case. The second thing I'm grateful for is the fact that this does not seem to be COVID. Uh, I tested for COVID on that Friday, uh, and I've tested uh, twice since then, and it's come back negative all the times. And I only have a sore throat um, and, uh, and fatigue, but no fever or other symptoms. And then the third thing that I was grateful for is uh, that I wrote about was the fact that I didn't have anything upcoming that uh, would be any plans or responsibilities that would be interfered with by my sickness. Um, I had uh, the week before was Tishbav, and I had a lot of responsibilities then uh, in terms of uh, writing articles and giving my multiple Tishbav shirim and leaning Eicha for my shul. Um, and then the week after that was my Portland trip. And if I had gotten sick during either of those two weeks, I would have missed uh, or had to compromise those things. So I'm, I was, uh, you know, grateful for the fact that I uh, did not have anything, uh, you know, the, the coming week, i.e. this week. And that's what I wrote about. Now I wrote about these, you know, when you first start off with a gratitude journal, you have to open it up and then stop and think about what you're grateful for. Um, and usually, you know, in the beginning, there's some of the things that are, uh, I won't say they're artificial because it's not like they're fake, but you do have to like summon them up. You have to like consciously think, okay, well, what am I feeling grateful for? But now, I mean, not just now, but like, uh, you know, for a long time now, it's been that, that the the things I'm grateful for, I don't have to think about. Like I'm thinking about it throughout the day. I know exactly what I'm going to write about. And there's usually way more things uh, than I, uh, you know, uh, than, than I have slots to fill with them. Uh, so I have to be selective. Um, and uh, what I was saying is that the change I think recently is that the gratitude is more nuanced. And that's why I read that example, uh, which is that, you know, I think in the past I would have written maybe one thing that I'm grateful for about the way that I'm sick. Uh, and, uh, and this time, like it just naturally, I just naturally noticed the three separate qualities, uh, that were prompted by the fact that I was sick. And, you know, <laughs> the other natural thing is, and I, I guess I'm just realizing this now is like, so many of my gratitude journal entries are about things that that at other times in my life I would have just automatically checked off on my mind as negative. I mean, the fact that I wrote all three gratitude journal entries about the fact that I was sick, to me, is a great testament to the power of the gratitude journal to transform your negative experiences into positive, to positive experiences and into opportunities to be grateful to Hashem. So I'd say that that is a, that's the thing I've noticed in this last milestone. Um, yeah, and as I always do, I would recommend that you do this yourself. Um, I think that if you just wrote this as a journal, then that would be beneficial. But I think having an, a gratitude accountability partner, someone who you send this to, who you know is reading it, uh, is going to be the best benefit uh, because there's something different about, I don't know, about publicly, quote unquote, giving hoda, giving uh, thanks 
uh, that makes it more real. And uh, and again, you know, it's not like you have to respond to each other's uh, emails, um, but just knowing that there's someone who you're close to, who is uh, who you're writing for, um, you know, makes it more real. And also, it kind of forces you to be more uh, to be clearer in what you write and what you express uh, to take that extra step that you wouldn't necessarily take if you were only writing for yourself. So that is what I will say about that. Okay, now let's move on to the second topic, which is the 300th episode of the Stojo podcast. So as I mentioned, I have experienced a lot of podcasters block over the past, really the past, let's just face it, the past semester, the spring semester. I've made a handful of episodes here and there, um, but they've always been forced. Not that they've been bad, but they've been forced. I've had to really force myself to make them. And, you know, I, I intended to jumpstart a whole Stoke Jew podcast thing this summer. Uh, those plans have been shelved, and I just have not been in the mood to, to record. Um, and it's not for want of ideas. I have many ideas about what I want to talk about. And it's also not for, for uh, it's not because I've stopped reading uh, the Stoic texts. I've been reading them just as much as usual. In fact, I've been reading them even more. I got a couple more books. I've been reading them. Um, and uh, I just have not had, I, you know, I don't want to say I haven't been in the mood. I've had active resistance against recording. Now, some of it is the normal resistance that I've experienced, which is, uh, which involves like, I have an idea and then I think to myself, oh, well, I have to find all of the proof texts and I have to find like texts in, in, uh, in Torah and in the Stoic writings and I have to like plan a whole episode and I have to make sure that I'm doing the topic justice and all these things and then that builds it up in my head and then I never, I never end up doing it. So that's part of it. Um, but I really only recently uh, nailed on the head, I think, what the problem has been. And this was on Shabbos. I, have, I bought this book when I was in Portland called The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. And it's a book about resistance in creativity. And I read it cover to cover on Shabbos. And at the very end, he writes something which kind of was a, uh, uh, led to a wake up moment. Uh, let me just uh, pause the recording and get the, the excerpt here. Okay, so this is on page 158. He says like this, of any activity you do, ask yourself, if I were the last person on earth, would I still do it? If you're all alone on the planet, a hierarchical, oh, he has these terms, hierarchical orientation or territorial orientation. I'm not going to bother to read what that is. He says, a hierarchical orientation makes no sense. If you're all alone on the planet, a hierarchical orientation makes no sense. There's no one to impress. So if you'd still pursue that activity, congratulations, you're doing it territorially. If Arnold Schwarzenegger were the last man on earth, he'd still go to the gym. Stevie Wonder would still pound the piano. The sustenance they get comes from the act itself, not from the impression it makes on others. I have a friend who's nuts for clothes. If she were the last woman on earth, she would shoot straight to Givenchy on St. Laurent, smash her way in and start pillaging. In her case, it wouldn't be to impress others. She just loves clothes. That's her territory. Uh, now, what about ourselves as artists? How do we do our work, hierarchically or territorially? If we were freaked out, would we go there first? If we were the last person on earth, would we still show up at the studio, at the rehearsal hall, or the laboratory? So I read that, and the thought that I had, because I've been you know, dealing with this podcaster's block, is, is if I were the last person on earth, would I still make the Stuart Jew podcast? And the answer, even before I was done asking the question, was of course not. And then the other question occurred to me, which is, if I were the last person on earth, would I still read and think aloud about Stoicism? And the answer is yes. And that's when I realized that there had been this divide that had grown between the reason why I initially started the Stoic Jew podcast and what it has become. 
Uh, I don't know how many of you <laughs> listeners were there in the beginning, but in the beginning, before this was even a podcast, um, the, the, the whole Stoke Jew endeavor began with me during COVID wanting to break the habit of taking my phone into the bathroom. I don't know when I started that, that habit. I, I'm sure most of us, uh, or many of us have that habit and also don't know when we started it. Um, but I used to, I used to have, you know, in, in my own apartment and growing up, stacks of reading material in the bathroom. And I used to go into the bathroom and have my bathroom books and I would read them. And um, I wanted to restart that habit. And I thought to myself, well, it's been a long time since I've really uh, devoted serious attention to the works of the Stoics. So I took all the Stoic books that I owned and put them in the bathroom. And then me being me uh, and wanting to feel productive and being a perfectionist, I said, you know what? What if I didn't just read them for myself? What if I recorded my thoughts on them? And what I would do is I would read a paragraph of Marcus Aurelius uh, in the meditations, and then I would record my thoughts on it. And then I, I, I don't even know how I started the list. I, I set up a list of people who were also interested in hearing my thoughts on Stoicism, and I, rec- uh, I sent them my thoughts. And this is in the very beginning. You know, the thoughts were maybe four to five minutes uh, uh, a piece, and uh, and I just did that every day. And then. I think it was in December of 2020 that I actually started the podcast and made it available to a wider audience. So I literally was doing it primarily for myself and other people were just listening in. And at some point, I don't know when, at some point it switched over to me feeling like I was doing this for other people. And that's really what I don't want to do. Um, You know, all of my endeavors, whether it has been teaching or learning or writing, whatever it is, I've been doing for myself, and that's when I got the best results. Uh, that was the changeover that I made with my Substack this summer, and that's been going well so far, uh, thank God. Um, but all of my greatest creative endeavors have been for myself, and uh, and the Stoke Shoe podcast used to be that, and then it changed. So, uh, and that's why I have this resistance because I have this imaginary audience that uh, that I feel the need to make content for, and in fact. You know, it's it's been a, a, a mixed, uh, what do you call it, a mixed blessing, a mixed bag, a blessing and a curse, that even though I have not been keeping up my my uh, my content for that, you know, I get the reports from Buzzsprout every week, and people are still listening to the Stokeshu podcast, even though I'm not making content. Like, I'm getting, I'm still getting, you know, over 100 downloads each week, uh, which is saying something for the fact that I don't make new episodes. So... So that's kind of been bolstering this, uh, this, this audience in my mind that like there are these people who are, are expecting me to make content and, uh, and that itself has been uh, a hindrance to me making the content, or at least I've allowed it to be uh, a hindrance. Uh, I'm not trying to blame it on people. It's, it's entirely my fault. So where does this leave us? So I, I think that with this 300th episode, what I'm going to try to do is to rekindle the spirit of the initial Stoke Jew podcast. Um, this is going to involve a, uh, a practical change and a mental change. The practical change is going to be returning to the format of going through a text in order. Uh, I'm actually planning to return to Marcus Aurelius's meditations and just go where we last left off, which I think is the beginning of book five, and just go uh, paragraph by paragraph or even sentence by sentence. Uh, and the reason for that is so I don't have to think about what I want to make an episode on because that, a lot of the pressure and the preparation comes from that. Whereas if I just have to make an episode 
on whatever is in front of me, uh, then the thoughts will flow more naturally and it'll, it'll uh, force me to theoretically force me to overcome my perfectionist nature uh, more than uh, I would ordinarily. Uh, the second change I need to make is in attitude. And I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I need to try to like put my money where my mouth is and make this for myself. Um, just I need to make this thinking aloud about Stoicism and Judaism as opposed to trying to be the authoritative voice for Stoicism and Judaism. Uh, and if I can succeed in doing that, then um, then I'll get more out of it. And hopefully if I get more out of it, then it'll make me more inclined to do it. And as a fringe benefit of that, then people who listen will also get more out of it uh, because there will be an it to be gotten out of. <laughs> um, so that's the plan. Uh, those are my thoughts. Uh, and I deliberately decided to record this without my laptop in front of me so I don't have the outro. Um, but I will say that uh, <laughs> another thing I've, thing I've been putting off is making the announcement about now my two big career changes, um, which I hope to do in the next uh, week. But I will say for now that your support is much appreciated. And by support, I mean either the uh, my Patreon supporters who are, uh, as uh, my friend Isaac says, uh, the Lishma supporters, the people who support my content on a regular basis without the expectation for anything in return. Uh, I thank you uh, for the steady, steady stream of, uh, of uh, income that allows me to make content rather than tutor. Um, uh, the second uh, form of support is people who have become paid subscribers to my Substack, which in addition to providing me with, uh, with you know, resources to, uh, to put my time into teaching, um, it also has been an incentive to write and has allowed me to write in ways that I have not written in a very long time. So thank you for that. And the third level, this is not in any order, is people who have sponsored my content uh, on a weekly or monthly basis. Thank you as well. You are all the ones who make this possible. And I am, uh, I am <laughs> uh, you know, indebted in terms of gratitude to you for, uh, for, for helping make it, for continuing to make it possible for me to uh, make my Torah uh, available for, uh, and accessible for everyone. So thank you very much for that. And, uh, oh, why did I mention the career changes? Because I'm going to need the support more than ever. Uh, I am uh, preparing to go into debt this year. So we'll, uh, not into, hopefully not into actual like red line debt, but into, um, let's just say the, uh, the starving artist's uh, life uh, of, of Torah content production. So uh, all support is welcome and appreciated. And uh, I am going to now make another episode right after this. And that way I will have two episodes. Got to, you know, uh, spit uh, uh, at the satan in the eye uh, and immediately start making new content when you finish the uh, milestone. So uh, here's to that. Okay, thanks for listening.